Hi, everybody. Welcome to this Ocean Life podcast. I'm your host, Josh Peterson. Today's episode is brought to us by our very good friends at Shearwater Paddleboards, uh, makers of handcrafted paddleboards and surfboards. Check them out online at shearwaterpaddleboards.com. Now, a few episodes back, we spoke with the Rice family from Australia who left it all to go sail as a family of four uh, through the South Pacific and beyond. One of these topics that I've been extremely interested in and really fascinated by the stories of how a family uh, basically departs their normal lives and jumps on a boat to sail around and just enjoy the ocean. Now today we have the Cooper family who are, as we spoke on the podcast, about to leave their home in Santa Cruz and get on a plane, fly to Fiji and jump on their boat. So this is an interesting interesting perspective on a family of four, again, who have yet to join uh, jump on their trip, but are about to. So the plan here is to hear um, from them before they go on their trip. Then we're going to check back in with them maybe in six or eight months and see how the perspective has changed, hear about some of their stories and adventures. So today then, we speak with Brian and Robin Cooper about their six-year path leading up to today, where, as I mentioned, they're days away from boarding a plane for Fiji with their young daughters, where their new home, a 45-foot sailing catch, waits them on the water. We talk with Brian about his background with boats, fishing, and surfing that's generated his approach to this new life on a boat and the unlimited challenges he expects to face. Robin shares her story of having her lifelong dream to live full-time on a boat in tropical waters. She talks about her approach to learn sailing and the logistics that goes into planning and packing for a family of four who are disappearing from normal life for two years. Really pretty cool. And we'll plan to speak again with them in a couple of months and hear where their adventure's taken them and see how things are going. So, really excited to have them on. I do apologize to everybody. My in-person mics were a little bit funky uh, speaking with Robin and Brian, so bear with me. It gets clearer as the podcast goes on. Something I'm working on is just my audio in general. So, thanks everybody for being here. Again, let's get out, do something great for the ocean, help each other out in the water, have some fun while we do it. And now with that, let's get into the ocean life of the Cooper family. Brian, welcome to the podcast today, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me at your house. I'm sitting here uh, in your studio looking at piles of clothes and fishing gear and wetsuits and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, tell us why <laughs> you have all this stuff. Well, we're, we're trying to get to Fiji in about seven days. We've got a house and a studio and a garage and, and so much gear to, to pack up and take with us because we can't ship anything. Um, the countdown is, like I said, seven, eight days until we need to get on a plane and it's just piles right now. Yeah, yeah. Because you're going to Fiji because you have a sailboat waiting for you that you are basically yes. putting the family on and going. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We're moving out of our, our house and we've uh, purchased a sailboat in Fiji. And it's waiting for us to live aboard for uh, until we don't want to do it anymore, but probably about two years. Wow, wow. That's, that's crazy, man. I remember I met talking with you uh, maybe a few months ago, two or three-ish maybe. And it's gone so fast. Now here you are like days away seriously yeah i <laughs> like, mean we feel like we've been planning this for six months uh since we bought the boat you know six years of talking about it and yeah. here we are like ready to ready to leave and it's and it's like you said it's surreal it's happened Is so it? fast and you can't really get ready for anything like this you just need to stuff your stuff in a, in a bag and leave yeah. at some point i mean there's not a, there's not any more planning you could do that's right and so at the end of the day just basically go and just then, go yeah i mean I'm, we're going to show up at this boat i've been on it for a few days to yeah. check it out before we bought it and 
I don't even really know how to start it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so many, and it's all buttons and gadgets and yep. gizmos. I mean, it's all yep. going to, we're going to show up there and, you know, we'll figure out where the bed is pretty easy, yeah. but how do you start it? How do you do all the electronics? Sure. Uh, we'll figure it out. You yeah. Know, we're boat people. We've owned boats our whole life. So got it. Got it's not going to be that different. Yeah, man. Okay, cool. So I have like 4,000 questions, but let's start <laughs> sort of at the beginning. So you mentioned six years a time frame of how long you and your wife Robin, who we're also going to have on here in a little bit to share her perspective, um, where did this idea come from originally? Wow, yeah, I, I'll say that my wife has been sort of the the person that wanted wants to drag us sailing, and, I, and I'll say drag um, because it's a big move for us. I mean, we've been keyed in and we've been working you know nonstop since we graduated college and raising a family, and 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 it's her sort of lifelong dream, I think, that to go sailing and sort of leave it all behind. Um, my background is, is I've always lived near the ocean or on the ocean with, you know, a couple years in Hawaii, um, the Puget Sound in Washington and my family has always had a boat. So it's not that big of a, a jump to jump on a sailboat. Although living in a small space with two kids will be much different than living in a house with two kids. Got it. Um, but it was ultimately or originally Robin's like kind of dream and you're like, yeah, that sounds great. And then Mm -hmm. six years has gone by, you have two kids Age 12 and what? 11 and 8. Yeah, 11, 11 and eight. 8. So, yeah, we've got two kids. And that's really, I mean, I think the biggest reason, didn't ask that question, but but the biggest reason we want to do this is just to, to really fortify some memories. I mean, it's really yeah. to pull pull the kids in before they get too old and they don't want to spend that, that one-on-one time or family time together. They want to be with their buddies, which we're right on the limit of that now. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's us wanting to, you know, walk away from the jobs for a few years. Um, and make those memories with the kids that'll last forever. So when did you make that the, the decision that this is going to happen, where you started looking for a boat and sort of like working towards the day when you leave? Like I said, six years ago, my wife had the master plan. Yeah. I think it was about it. when our oldest daughter was going to enter middle school. She, she said, uh, if you're going to leave and leave for a couple years, middle school is the time right. to pull them out and come back in high school and, and you know, get ready for college or whatever yep. they're going to do. But middle school is the years to sort of just ditch out. Yeah, yeah. And so her master plan, and so six years ago, we started saving money. I mean, we haven't bought a new car in 10, 12 oh, years. Wow. Um, we haven't spent too much money on any, you know, crazy vacations. Yep. It's really been geared towards trying to to save up the money to do this because that's really what it takes. I mean, we're going to go away. We're, we're yeah. quitting our jobs um, and then having enough money to buy a sailboat and have yeah. the savings. Yeah to live without earning right, money right. For, for two years. Right. Um, and so the sailboat really was the, the perfect um, instrument to do that because it's, it's your whole house and everything is, yeah. is you're living on. It's like a camper, right? Wow. And so, you know, minimal fuel, minimal, minimal expenses except for food, and we should be able to travel and cover a lot of ground. Yeah. Wow. So then six years, you've been planning, saving, getting ready. When did you start then looking for a boat and then make that purchase? Like the last year-ish or how long yeah, ago? Yeah, and I mean, there's so many details that go into the, to the schedule of where you, where you start from in the world. So, right, yeah. we, we said, I don't remember exactly the date, but, it, but depending on where you're going to leave from and your time frame of when we're going to be gone. So we had our time frame. We knew what we were going to be gone, you know, this year, next year, and the next year. So Malia's sort of middle school yeah. years. Um, which means if we were going to leave from the Caribbean side of Florida, which, you know, you start shopping for boats all over the world. Right. Europe has cheap boats. Florida mm-hmm. has a good thing. But if you're going to leave from, um, from the Florida side, you need to be able to sail down to Panama, through the Panama Canal, and then to get to the South Pacific. I mean, our journey right. has always was- been about... Let's get to the South, South Pacific, the beautiful islands, the, the warm water, the great surf. Yep. I mean, the diving, the fishing, it's all there. I don't really want to travel, you know, and go through 
um, the pirate zones yeah. and up through sure. you know the, the Europe and stuff like that. It's yeah. really us was about the South Pacific. So yeah. we had a deadline of needing to buy this boat. Um, you know, earlier in the year, let's say February and March, I guess, if we were going to leave from the west coast of, of America or Panama. Yep. yep. Um, but because we found a boat in Fiji, that got pushed back until June and July. Um, and then it was just really wrapping up our, our working career until now, yeah. which is January, and then being able to leave. So right. We were, we've been looking for a boat for two or three years. Oh, no kidding. And, and mostly just to figure out what the, you know, what's a good bargain for yeah. a boat, you know, what's out there, yep. what, what can we afford. And then in the last year, it was like, we better figure out, we better buy something or we're going to miss our window. Ah. And we wouldn't be able to take the trip. Um, without pushing it into yeah. Malia's high school years, which got we didn't it. really want to do. Got it, got it. So you you guys, you knew you were looking at South Pacific. You found a boat in Fiji, which is right there. So you were stoked. You're like, yeah. okay, cool. No no big ocean crossing to get there. No. You yeah. can just take a plane, drop in, and get on the boat. And be and right in the middle of uh, yeah. sort of surf, fish, dive mecca, you know? Yeah. Um, cheap living, um, good people out there, yep. and, and, and sort of the you know, the, the middle of the world for the sailors. It's, right. it's where everybody is. So. Got it. Um, so what about the type of boat you were looking for? Did you have, you mentioned you've been on boats your whole life, those sailboats, fishing boats. Like what's your frame of reference and knowledge and background on sailboats, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny, you know, almost zero, well, not zero, but always had a, a, a sport fishing boat. So yeah. anything from a, you know, 16 foot runabout bayliner to a 25 foot Fairlawn, which yep. is what I own now. Um, and then, you know, I was always put in, in summer camps in like the yacht club and mm. learned to sail, you know, lasers and sunfish. And yep. we always had a little sunfish off our back deck in Hawaii and then up in the Puget Sound. So little sailing experience, much, obviously a much different animal when you're talking about a 45 yeah. foot, you know, <laughs> catch with two masts and, and, you know, sails and stuff. But my frame of reference on a boat is that I've always, you know, it's yeah. mo- most of it is navigation and being able to drive the boat and not hit something, you know? Yep. So, um, does that answer your question? Or yeah. No? Yeah. So, but then like the catch that the, the type of boat you selected yeah. was it kind of opportunistic oh, yeah. like that you were yes. looking for that type of boat not or, at all yeah. we had a, our frame of reference was like we'll take sort of whatever was yeah. uh, affordable it. safe you know number one it's safe and so we were looking all over and what robin had done my wife had has followed tons of families and blogs i mean yeah. the, the people that you interviewed catalpa we've yeah. been looking at them yeah, that's right and Rice um, family and so i go in with that was just that, you know, the type of boat yep. that we wanted, we knew a monohull was what we could afford. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a catamaran is, you know, out of our, out of our league yep. and really not as safe, we felt, uh, for crossing, mm-hmm. you know, long distances and, and not being able to self-ride itself. Yep. Yep. Um, and so really, you know, we knew a mono, we, needed, we knew we wanted it over 40 feet for comfort. And these people that Robin had been following for four years from San Diego to Mexico and then jump across the Pacific decided to give up their boat right when we were looking. No way. And it was, it's a friend that she went to high school with, so she kind of knew her. We know the boat's been around the world twice, and it's, done, it's been upgraded and done this recent you know, journey. And when they put it up for sale, it was literally the perfect opportunity for us to kind of trust the people that owned it, yep. make an offer, and that way they didn't have to run it from Fiji to Australia. I mean, they uh-huh. had a deadline, too, to yeah. sell it. So it worked out it for worked them, out. and it worked out for us. Wow. I was thinking about that, too, like buying a boat and I have and you might too like a little bit of superstition about just ocean things in general which I just love that like no bananas (laughs) in the boats etc but like like getting a boat that you know has a good pass to it 
Yeah. That AA has, is battle-tested. These yes. guys have done crossings. But also the p- person themselves, the vibe that was on that boat. You know, it's like they're on their own like, weird little living, breathing things. But <laughs> in this case, it sounds like you guys really scored. You found yes. a, a great thing from somebody you know. It's With a family of two girls. So yeah. it's set up. It was really just set up perfectly right. for a traveling, cruising yeah. family. Gosh, that's um, cool. It'll be interesting because they've gotten to where we are now. And now we're going to take it take it further yep. um, and they've seen some of the best parts of the South Pacific you know yeah. the Tuamotus and the right. and Tahiti and French Polynesia which yeah. we probably won't go back upwind to see but like my wife will say that'll be on our next journey yep <laughs> yeah gosh okay so you're going in about a week from now yep. you're going to land get on the boat and go so what do you describe what you expect that first month to be like <laughs> <laughs> boy that's just like the plan is to have no plan is what I keep right. saying you know it's what I expect so you know funny thing is we're, we're flying in right in the middle of cyclone season there's a cyclone that hit yesterday sorry tropical depression oh wow so it's in the middle of the peak cyclone season so in reality my, my, I expect to watch the weather daily yeah I expect to be uh, only taking short journeys with the boat until mm-hmm. we get comfortable with it mm-hmm. and that's good because we can't go long distance in the middle of cyclone season yep. um, come the end of April We'll we'll branch out and we'll go wherever we want, but yeah. until April, I think we'll stick around the the you know the Fijian islands pretty yep. close and yep. and don't get me wrong, there's a hundred hundred islands to go yeah. explore, there's plenty to do. Right. Um, but in April, we can start branching out and getting maybe to Tonga and 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 moving around a lot. Yeah. More. What do you think is going to be like early on? What do you expect to be some of the biggest challenges? Getting getting to know the boat. I mean, it. You know, you, you drive a, a a sport fisher, right? Yeah. And you have an inboard outboard or an outboard on yeah. it, and you can turn that engine and make it turn any way you want. And it's twenty five feet. So, you know, mo- maneuvering that's always interesting because it's not like a car. You can't go in reverse very well. And going jumping to a forty five foot with a fixed keel yeah. and a uh, and a a rudder that you have to be moving forward to make it turn is going to be the most interesting thing. Right, I mean, right. I'm honestly not worried about the sailing yeah. and points of sail and making the boat move. Mm-hmm. It's when you get in a harbor and yeah. you're trying to maneuver around other boats that I'm a little right. worried about. And then and then you just get into all the electronics. There. There's a water maker that's yep. got to be pickled and, and undone and, right. and valves. Like there's 300 valves in this boat to do different things right. from the toilet to the water maker to the... It's just crazy. So you... you you could only learn so much in the three days that we saw the boat. Yeah. And so we're really going to spend a lot of time trying to figure out the systems of the boat. Right, right. Um, when we get there. Now, what about challenges? I mean, not challenges. Expectations is maybe a better way to say it. <laughs> With, like, the the human dynamic, your kids, yeah. and the family unit. Like, do you have any thoughts of what that might, what you expect from the, your girls, you know, you know or, or that whole oh, man. part? <laughs> I don't know. Right? Yeah. It could go any which direction. But, you yeah. know, it's a family unit. I think we are we work hard, but we're tight on the weekends. I mean, yeah. we really just cool. spend every weekend together, every hour of the day. Yeah. Um, either, you know, just Santa Cruz stuff, surfing, yep. fishing, whatever. Yep. We're, we're together as a family of four usually, and we generally stay that way from Friday after work till, you know, Monday morning cool. first thing. So yeah. I hope that uh, that's similar to what will be on a boat. I mean, I know that the space constraints um, – but if you ask my daughter Malia what she's most looking forward to, she would say, "I get my own room." Oh, really? Because there's a cabin for her, and so <laughs> oh, she's meaning she feels like she's going to have more yeah. alone time and 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 you know a little bit more of her space right. on the boat. So right, yeah, that's I mean, cool, man. That that's that's going to be so neat to see. Is and I'm like kind of fascinated by it. like taking a family who's rugged. You're in the ocean, and you know you you kind of live in the woods. It's really cool, but then. And, but you have time to go do your own thing. You go to work and the kids go to school. Then suddenly it's like together. Yep. The foursome, like 
24-7, you know. Yeah. Um, it's going to just be really interesting to see, you know. Yeah, 24-7 for two years in a row, pretty yeah. much, yeah, without not so much of a break. Cool. So yeah. I think that we're, all of us are really adventurous. Yep. And so, yeah. and that's what I, that's what my plan is to just make an adventure every day or every week and, and, and really just always be doing something. I mean, you know, I know that there'll be a lot of downtime and a lot of reading and yep. stuff like that, but really... It, we're going because we just want a new adventure. We want to have something new and exciting. Yeah. Um, for yeah. for as long as we can handle it. Yeah. yeah. Now, have you ever been out there yourself to that to Fiji or that? We were out in June to go look at the boat. Got it. So we went out and stayed for ten days. We right. stayed three days on the boat with the people. Yep. So I know a little bit about where we'll be yeah. um, in Fiji, and, and I mean I know this. You know the surf's great there, and the fishing's great there, and yep. the water's eighty degrees. Yep. Um, and the people are great. Yeah. So gosh. So yeah. do you have? I can imagine you've been laying awake like. On the on the internet or looking through surfing magazines, and like, do you have any like crazy like dream places that are out there that you're hoping to get to? I don't have a pinpoint location that I know is a dream. I mean, I you know you talk about Fiji, you've got Cloud Break and Tavarua. Yeah, these places are too crowded. I'm I'm out there to find something that something. that's probably not on the internet. Yeah. Something that I can anchor up next to, right? And it's mine, or you know, me and another boat and my family to go out and, and right. surf and and take the dinghy out and and fish and bring dinner back to the boat and. And try to do something that's that I just don't have a con, you know a concept for a place right yeah, now, but yeah. but I have an idea for right. sure. Right now, yeah. what about like the so cruising through islands? There's places to run and talk if the weather gets weird, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you guys are also considering making longer passages, longer voyages sure. that might be open ocean for yeah, multiple for ten, days, ten days or something. Yeah. So because I'm like you, man. I've I've been I've had boats and smaller boats like up to 25 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never done like a multi-day long crossing. Have you done that? Is no. that something you guys are going to learn no. sort of on the fly? We learned, uh, not at all. Yeah. And this, yeah. that's my biggest concern is how to, how to forecast the weather Yeah, and how to make, you know, a, a passage plan that's safe. Right. And you know, this is today's day. I'm not, I don't have to be Christopher Columbus anymore. I don't have to yep. guess. Today's day and age is internet connected. There's weather gurus out there that yeah. you can consult with and pay them to tell you when the right passage is. There's mm. routing software that tells you which course to take to stay away from, you know, the, the wow. predicted winds. I mean, it it doesn't have to be that hard. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you can get in trouble by trusting all that stuff, and right. you have to have your own instincts. But you know, there's just a great community out there and lots of tools to use to to make those long passages safe. I mean, people sail from Panama all the way across to the to the two motos in yeah. 25 days and, and they do it in a season that's safe and right. rarely do you see uh, boats go down or people get you know yeah hurt. but it happens yeah that's cool so you yeah. sound real confident in like uh, yeah 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 like I'm, I'm honestly not that afraid of it I mean I yeah. know I'm going to spend the next two years looking at weather mm-hmm. constantly yep and and talking with every sailor that I find out there yeah. and what do you think you yeah know? And, and I'll get a lot of opinions before I make any yep. crazy decisions yeah that's cool but, yeah be yeah. cautious and then confident like you guys yeah. are yeah. yeah I mean I, I'm I'm most worried about I mean I'm not worried for our life at all really yeah. well you know if the boat hits a reef which could happen we'll fly home and, and, yeah. and we'll be it's it is what it is you know yep. we'll make an adventure yeah throw everybody on surfboards and paddle in and like, yeah you know I'm not too worried about like losing our lives or anything we may yeah. lose the boat you know yeah. that's just that yeah. stuff like that happens but we'll come home to Santa Cruz it's and right. you know we love it here and it's yeah. definitely yeah where I want to be in two or three years anyway right so. right <laughs> that's so cool um so then what, what are you bringing with you like in terms of the fun stuff, like surfboards, fishing gear, et cetera. So talk about that stuff. Yeah, we've got piles of stuff here, don't we? We've got, you know, <laughs> six or eight surfboards. We've got, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking about weight, but, you know, 50 pounds of fishing gear from yeah. all the lures I need, a couple spinning reels, a couple of, you know, I got a nice two-speed reel that a, that a neighbor kicked down to oh, me, which was wow. great. Didn't have to go buy that. Um, 
Yeah, uh, we got pole spears, um, and the boat already came with a bunch of stuff. So it's got really? kayaks, it's got stand-up oh. paddleboards on it. Oh, um, wow. It's got a couple of surfboards. They're so weather-beaten that I didn't want to trust them. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else has it got? I mean, it's it's all there's tons of diving gear all, all, already on the boat, but yep. we've got you know pairs of we got fins and masts. And right. Everything we've done in our life for the last ten years, we have sitting here. Yeah. So. Oh, that's great. <laughs> now, what about your quiver for you yourself? Like, how many boards you bring, and what are they? So I've got a six-one um, Aaron Williams board that I just got from a friend when he moved. So I've got that. It's pretty new. I've got a six-four, um, and uh, and uh, and Malia's. She's got a, a mini longboard. Yeah. Um, we've got a, a longboard already on the boat that we bought from somebody in Fiji when we were there. Um, what is I, Isla's got like a seven-two. Um, we're pretty, I mean, we've, I've got, so I can line all those boards. So I've got yeah, anything perfect. from a six oh, one up to, you know, a, a seven, a seven, nice. two, you know, minigun or something like that. That'll work. Yeah. I'm covered. Yeah. Yeah. And the girls will work with what we've got and, and Robin's got a, you know, a nice long board on the boat and, yeah. and she'll use a six, eight short board that we got for her. Gee, so perfect. Got a little bit of everything. Wow. Totally. So I guess kind of final question here is what are you looking forward to the most about this trip? Like, yeah. or this experience for you personally, but also for your family. Maybe yeah. that's two different answers. I mean, I'm looking for the memories and I'm looking for, you know, a place where we anchor up and, and, and it's uncrowded waves. Yeah. And we get off the boat in the morning after a little breakfast and we paddle, yeah. you know, over to the over the break as a family. We surf for a while. We come back to the boat, um, eat some lunch and, and, and we take a yeah. dive and yeah. spear some dinner, you know, and yeah. bring it back to the boat. And, and that's, that's what I'm looking forward to is just uncrowded, yeah. you know, peacefulness and, and, and fun. Yeah. So. Oh, man, that's exactly what you're going to find, man. Well, <laughs> I, I can't wait to, to hear how it goes. And as we talk, we're going to get you guys back on the podcast in maybe six months-ish yeah. or something. And then see, it'll be fun to then hear your perspective then, yeah. you know. Um, My prediction is I will yeah. um, have worked on the boat a lot. I'll be covered in grease most of the time yeah. and sunburnt. But uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that in six months. <laughs> <laughs> and gotten, like, the best barrels of your life. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, awesome. All right, Brian, well, thank you so much. Now we're going to flip over and get Robin on to hear her thoughts. Right on. Okay, Robin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. I'm so glad to be here. I love listening to your podcast. <laughs> oh. Everybody's super awesome, so I feel uh, extra special to be invited. Oh, geez. Well, I'm stoked to have you. And now that we talked to Brian, your husband, about the trip you guys are going on, leaving in a week, flying to Fiji, getting on a boat for a couple years... Now we get to hear the other side of the story. Oh boy. Your perspective. And so as we talked to Brian, you guys have been planning this for six years. It's and been now, about six years. It's amazing. Yeah. Like that you I can't plan anything for more than like a few months. And you guys have saved and structured stuff or mm -hmm. talk about that. Like how did you put that plan together six years ago to get to where you are today? Well, that's a really good question. I would say for me, I mean, we've been planning this specific trip for six years, but this has been my life dream. Uh, so I would say that really in my head, I've been planning this since I was about 10. Wow. And um, I took a sailing trip with my family when I was 10 into the Caribbean, and it really just sparked something for me and really brought this interest up for me that there was this thing that you could do out there where you could live on a boat and just be on the water uh, all the time. And so it's always been this thing in the back of my head that I've been really interested, interested in wanting to do. And about six years ago, Brian and I were at this point in our career, and we had two little kids, and we were working all the time, and we weren't home a lot. 
and our kids were off in daycare or at school all day while we worked at least nine to five. Yeah. And um, it really just made us think about what we were doing and whether we were doing what we wanted, pe- wanted to yeah. be doing and whether we could do something different. Wow. And Brian was talking about some ideas and I was talking about some ideas and I said, hey, let's 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 take some time off. Let's take a year or a couple of years and do some traveling and we started talking about what that might look like and I said, Hey, I've had this always had this idea that I wanted to, you know, get on a boat and just take off and what do you think about it? And at first he was really hesitant and not super into it. Yeah. And um but he's really come around to being being super excited about it. Yeah. And so you can tell. He's very excited about it. Yeah, yeah. So he he's it, it took a couple of years. Yep. We did um, a lot of little things to decide whether being on a boat was right for our family. We took, um, I took a trip with just Malia. I mm. told our older daughter, I said, hey, when you can swim 25 yards across a pool, I feel safe enough with you that I'll take you to go live on a boat for a couple of weeks in the Caribbean. And my mom spends her summers in the Caribbean up to three or four months. And so Malia swam across the pool and I said, all right, let's go live on a boat. Oh, so we wow. went and lived on a boat for two weeks in the, in the Bahamas. And um, she loved it. She was a total fish. Huh. She loved the snorkeling and she started learning how to dive a little bit, free dive. And, um, and she had a really good time. And so we came back in the next summer um, all four of us went. So we took Isla okay. with us as well. And Isla was four, which makes Malia seven. And Brian and I, and we stayed in the house, but with the same group of people that we had been with the year before. And both girls started diving a little bit more, and we went after some conch and lobster. Yeah. And so they got exposed to that. And we're pretty excited about it. And and then and then we just started baby stepping into it where we said, okay, well. We know we like being on a boat, and we know we like being around the water, so let's let's talk about sailing now. Yeah. And Brian said, okay, well, you should probably learn how to sail. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> because we've had boats forever. I mean, yeah. the first thing Brian and I did when we moved to Santa Cruz was we bought a fishing boat. Right. And so, but we, we hadn't really sailed on our own. And yeah. so I started taking sailing classes, and I went all the way through my bare boat yep. certification through um, ASA. Mm-hmm. And that put me in a position where we could rent boats. And so we rented a boat from Pacific Sailing, which is in Santa Cruz in the harbor. And we sailed from Santa Cruz to Monterey. And we stayed the night on the boat in Monterey. And the next day we sailed back. And so that was a good learning experience. That was us on our own, learning how to sail, seeing what it felt like. And then we all decided we still liked it. And we all still liked each other. (laughs) And so... Then a couple years went by, and I was just crewing on as many boats as possible to get yeah. as much experience as right. possible. So anybody in the harbor who would take me out on their boat, yeah. I would volunteer to right. go and do whatever they needed help with. And um, and then we did a 12-day charter in the British Virgin Islands oh, wow. for my 40th birthday. So that was a big chunk of time on a boat. Yeah, and so, bare boat. You guys did it yeah, yourselves. Yeah, we bare boat. Yeah. We did it ourselves. Cool. And so we did a big loop around the British Virgin Islands, oh, wow. and we really just all decided that we liked it. Wow. And it was something we felt like we could do. And so we came back from that, and Brian said, well, now you should really get some offshore experience. And I said, okay, challenge accepted. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> yeah, please, you. I don't need any encouragement. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I crewed on a boat from San Diego down to the tip of Baja. Yep. 
in a rally called the Baja Ha Ha. Yeah, very famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did that, and I got picked up as crew with um, a captain that I didn't know and a crew member that I didn't know. Yeah, but wow. But got, got to know him really well. It was a very, <laughs> of course, yeah. very interesting experience. <laughs> was it? I'm but sure. Yeah, I mean, we had it was it was interesting. We had a lot of things go wrong, a lot yep. of things break. Yeah. But it made for a really good learning experience, yeah. and uh, our, my first night out at sea, I just. I loved it. I was really wow. nervous to do an overnight, mm -hmm. and I just really like being out of sight of land. Yeah, I really love being on the water. It's this really calming place for me to be. So Dead we on. came back, and I said, okay, game on. I'm, I'm still loving it. I kind of thought maybe Brian was hoping at one of these points I might change my yeah, mind. Yeah, right. <laughs> you weren't sure. You didn't want to ask him directly, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I didn't, and yeah. so it was really great, and I came back, and then that was really game on. That was about two and a half years ago. Got it. And that was the point at which we said, okay, we really need to make some lifestyle changes right. to be able to afford the trip when it comes. Yeah. And we made a lot of big changes and then right. really just saved every penny we could, and and yeah. here we are. I and mean, then, it feels really surreal that six years I ago bet. we hatched a plan and we're leaving in a week. It's amazing. Like yeah. I give you guys so much credit for sticking with the plan because life happens, you know, like yeah. jobs come and go or things and kids and distractions constant. But you guys were able to kind of, you know, navigate through it and you had your, your goal in mind, you know. Right. And then, I mean, what I'm, I'm guessing is having, since you're a 10, the, the dream of doing what you're about to do, the realization that you kind of eased into the realization that you're going to go do it. Then all of a sudden you guys like start boat shopping. Like how yeah. cool you must've been like just glued to the internet. I can only imagine staying up at night, just yeah. looking all over the world for all a boat. That must've been so much fun. It is really fun. And, um, to be honest, I've been looking at boats for a really long yeah. time. <laughs> Longer than, yeah. Um, I do it all the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I really started looking in earnest when, when Brian kind of got on board with the idea that we yeah. could do this. Yep. We talked about maybe we were just going to travel for a year. Mm -hmm. And when he said, yeah, let's sail, then I really started looking a lot. And I actually had a really hard time finding a, a boat that I liked that was in our price range. Yeah. I found lots, lots of boats that I liked, but it was hard to right. find one that was within our budget and our uh, our budget for a boat and our overall budget for the trip. Right, right. So that was pretty tricky. Yeah. And um, we we follow a lot of people in social media mm -hmm. who are doing stuff similar to what we're about yeah. to do. And um, one of um, this uh, woman that I know from high school who I was on the swim team with, um, we've been Facebook friends for a really long time. And we were sort of planning our trip and then I started seeing her and her family start doing some sailing and they started planning their own trip and then they bought a boat and then they took off. And so I followed their sailing trip for the last three years. Yeah, how cool. And when I was looking for boats, I reached out to um, the mom in the family, her name's Amy, and I sent her a message and just said, gosh, Amy, I'm having a really hard time finding a boat that seems like it'll be suitable for our family and so that we can do what we want. And, you know, I'm looking in these places for a boat. Where did you find your boat? And she agreed that I was looking in the right places and dropped a hint that they might be getting ready yeah. to sell their boat in a few months. And so it just sort of sat with me. I wasn't sure that their boat was yep. going to be the right boat for us either. But then it went on the market and we started communicating back and forth about yeah. it. And and that's ultimately the boat that we ended up with. Right. So I had looked at a couple of other boats. There was another boat on the West Coast and one in Mexico that I was interested in. 
but um, the location of the boat right. and um, the condition of it and yeah. the price range, it just all really, right. it, yeah. the stars just kind of aligned yeah. for Yeah, and you guys got super lucky. It feels like that you found a boat from somebody who you trust, you mm-hmm. know, who will tell you straight up, this works great, this doesn't work so great, right. so you know what you're getting. Right. But also about that's been, and we've talked to Brian about this, like battle-tested yeah. You know, like it's proven itself. And so you guys can step on this thing, feel pretty good about it as a boat, but also the knowledge you have you have of the boat, that you uh-huh. can trust what you've been told about it, you know. Yeah, so you're starting right. out, it feels uh-huh. like on a, on, a, on a great, the right foot, you know. It feels that. like it for sure. Yeah. And it's been really fun following their family and seeing what they've done on the boat. And mm-hmm. like you said, knowing that the boat has had a family on it and um, and that that they've been able to get, they started in San Diego and ended up in Fiji yeah. and the family before them, I don't know if Brian told you this, but they also kept a blog. Oh, cool. And so when I was looking into the boat, I ran across their blog and they started in Alameda and they did a full circumnavigation wow. with their two daughters on the boat. No way. So we're going to be the third cool. family on this boat with our two daughters. So it's, it's a pretty yeah. strong and sturdy boat. That's cool. It's and, definitely been been tried. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mentioned to Brian, like I love that superstitious part of like sailing in the ocean in general, many different ways. Yeah. To me, my take on that is, you had this boat is like it's a protector of families. Yeah. You know, like that's yeah, that's cool. I hadn't thought about that. You know, that's I mean, that's I don't know. I I always kind of love the like, boats. To me, have like their own personalities, like fishing boat. Like I remember being out on my boat, like just anchored up in Santa Cruz Island or blasting through some weird waves or something and just felt like it was there for me so yeah. hearing that this boat yeah. has had two other families for right. many years on it it just right. it's perfect for you guys I yeah think. <laughs> i think it, i think it's the right boat for us it's, yeah it's definitely has all of the components that we want and has all the features that we want and yep. it's um it's a big heavy old boat it's not yep. going to win any races yep. but it's perfect. pretty sturdy and safe and that's really what we're into yeah. at this point <laughs> so now let's talk about like the logistics because uh, we're sitting here in your in your house and there's piles of clothes and fishing gear and stuff and what you're doing is as you mentioned when i walked in today is it's the staging area yeah. And you're trying to figure out what you need and can bring and what you can live without because there's only so much weight you can bring on the plane and et cetera. So, right. And Brian gives you a lot of props for being the organized one. And I think you have to have an organized one in the crew to be able to put this together. So what's your process for figuring out how you get everything four people need for just daily life of clothes and this and that, and then stuff for the boat as well and ship it all out with you. Yeah. Well, Brian's definitely in charge of, he's been in communication with the previous owners and done a really great job of understanding what boat components, what engine components, what spare parts. We've left that up to him. So he's done a really good job in making sure that we have all of that stuff. On the other end of it, I think I'm really fortunate in that I've lived on boats for up to a month at a time before, Uh. which maybe a month doesn't sound like a long time when I think about it and perspective that we're going to be gone for two years. But I I have a pretty good sense of boat life. And so I know what we need to have on a boat and I know what kind of stuff to take with us. So I'm really just going through all of the stuff that we have and deciding whether whether or not I think it's appropriate to have right. on a boat. There's some things that my kids like to wear, short shorts and tank tops, that actually aren't appropriate in certain cultures. Right. So making sure we have enough oh, yeah. stuff that's long, making sure we have a lot of shirts that cover the shoulders. Right. And I'm thinking about that stuff. Interesting. Um, 
lot of considerations. And, yeah. 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 Cultural what, and right. just what you need and don't need. and Yeah. And stuff and then some backup stuff. We're definitely going to be in areas where we can shop and buy stuff okay. that we need. <clears throat> For me, the, the biggest challenge has been homeschool. Oh, yeah. So figuring out... Um, and thank goodness there's a really great cruiser network out there and a lot of families who have done this before us. Uh, so understanding what we need to have for the girls in order to homeschool them in right. a way that they can come back and assimilate back into their schools uh, where they need to be. Yeah. So with my younger daughter, I'm super familiar with what she needs because my older daughter has gone through those grades mm. before. And she's in third, she'll miss third, fourth, and fifth grade. So they're, um, it's pretty basic and elemental. Yeah, right. But with uh, my older daughter's school, yeah. she's in seventh grade this year, right. and she's um, super academic, and she's wow. kind of an advanced learner. Yeah. So I had to take the time to go in and talk to all of her teachers, oh, yeah. and I asked them what they were doing this year and what they're going to be doing next year, so that I could have a sense of where she was in the class and what she needed, right. and what to provide for her. Yeah. And I really want, that's stuff that I don't feel like I can get where we're going necessarily. Um, Because we're not always going to have internet, there's some some curriculum programs where you can just get a box that's the full curriculum. Got it all. But for us, I'm really trying to focus on them learning about the things that we're going to be doing. Yeah. So I have a curriculum that has marine biology and near shore ecosystems and weather forecasting and astronomy and just stuff that's really relevant to what we're dealing. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't, doesn't make sense to me that they would be learning about U.S. history when we're in the South Pacific. (laughs) I'd rather (laughs) let them learn about, um, you know, South South Pacific history and, and the places that we're going to be in. Yeah. So it's taken a lot of time researching right. that, I think, more than anything. Yeah, and it's super important. I mean, that's really neat you're thinking like that. It, I mean, because when I've thought about, like, when I talked to Brian and Mitch, you guys, thinking about that, then also talking with um, Selling Catalpa, the Rice family, uh-huh, uh-huh. who's out there doing the same right. thing. It's like, well, geez, how would you, it seems like a huge challenge, maybe it's not, but to, like, structure the education of your children and not just like, oh, well, they need to be able to pass this and pass that. But in what way, like you said, like I think that's really neat versus teaching them U.S. history when you're out in the South Pacific, maybe teach them about yeah. stuff out there. So that you, you really, to me, it feels like you guys are looking at a lot of different angles of this, which is really neat, you know. Right, yeah. So there's a lot of things to think of beyond just this, the, the things. I mean, we definitely... In terms of what to pack, we have a lot of ocean hobbies. I'm sure you and Brian talked about it. Yeah. But, I mean, we have yeah. pole spears and dive gear. <laughs> yeah. And so we were taking a bunch of BCs, and my mom and dad have graciously given us some regulators, so we're taking that. We have awesome. snorkeling gear for all of yeah. us and wetsuits and surfboards. Yeah. And, um, that, I mean, we just have a lot of gear. We're yeah. kind of gear junkies, and we have a lot of hobbies in the ocean. Yep. So figuring awesome. out all of that stuff has been not tricky, but time consuming. Yeah, 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 for sure. So what do you think, <clears throat> what do you think the first, how would you describe your expectations for the first month? Oh, the first month. Yeah. Well, Brian and I have a plan for that. I don't know how well it's going to work <laughs> out. Yeah. Um, we're both pretty flexible. So when I say we have a plan, if the plan changes, that's yeah. fine. Um, what we want to do is get to the boat and put our stuff on the boat and mm-hmm. take a vacation. Yeah, got it. So right offshore from right now, our boat's in Vunda Marina. And right offshore from that, just a couple of hours away, is um, Musket Cove, which is where when we went to look at the boat 
and, um, and stay with the family who owned the boat before us, they took us out to Muscat Cove and it was really great. And, um, it's this beautiful resort and you can pick up a mooring ball for Perfect. like $9 yeah. a day right offshore and yep. use all their amenities. That's awesome. So our plan is to get there and to go out to Musket and just relax cool. for a week. And we, I mean, but by the time we leave here and we've packed the entire house up and then oh, we have all of our bags and then we fly all those hours and we get there. I don't want to launch right into boat work if we can avoid it. Yeah. So we know we need to haul the boat out though and do a bottom job on uh -huh. it. So our goal is to get there and relax a little bit, yeah. and then we're going to go back to Vunda Marina, haul the boat out, and we need to take all, we need to repaint it and do a bunch of work on it. Got it. So Got we it. know that that's in our, um, yeah, in our future, but we'd prefer not to just have to go straight into that when we get. Yeah, there. it makes a ton of sense. I yeah. mean, with the holidays and you guys packing in the house, it's like you're going to need a vacation, need to just like right. chill and like really enjoy why you're there and feel it, you know, because exactly. there's going to be work and, you know, I probably going forward every day on the boat. It's going to be endless. Yeah. So yeah. ease yourself in, get a mooring ball, tie it up and just kind of chill. Yeah. Um, and I, I laugh yeah. about it because right now there's two cyclones that are coming through Fiji back to back right now. And so we're watching those and it could be that when we get out there, our plans to go out and yeah. relax for a week. If there's a big storm or something, we're going to have to make new plans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. So then what do you think about, I mean, what, what do you see as, let's say once you get all that stuff done, the uh -huh. bottom's painted and you're like, uh -huh. put the boat back in the water and you start going yeah. wherever it is you decide uh -huh. to go. What do you think are some of the big challenges that you guys will face as it may be just with the kids. It might be with learning how to live on a boat. It might be, or do you see anything that you kind of expect or just, it, it could be anything. It's, how would you I see that? so many, we have so much to learn. I yeah. mean, I've been sailing now for about six years, but that's not necessarily a whole lot of sailing right. experience. So, uh, we have a lot to learn about navigation. Yeah. We have, uh, Brian's never done an overnight. Yep. The girls have never been on a boat overnight. So I think learning how to be on a boat is, there are going to be some challenges with that, but I feel pretty comfortable living on a boat. Yep. So I'm hopeful that that's not going to be a big challenge. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the ongoing maintenance is going to be its own mm -hmm. set of challenges that um, it's an old boat and it's a boat. And so things just break and constantly need to be fixed. Yeah. So I think there's going to be some challenges because right now we, we have a fishing boat, but right now if something breaks or something goes wrong, we can get on Amazon and have a part here in two days. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's not going to be our reality. So right. I think those kinds of things are going to be really challenging. Yep. Um, we're all definitely thinking a lot about weather and high winds and storms and what that's going to look like and feel like the girls have um, a little trepidation about that, yep. I would say, about getting yep. caught in the storm. Yep. So um, so there might be some challenges around that. Right, right. But those are the big things that, yeah. that jump out at me. Right, right. Um, oh, man, that's, uh, yeah, I can see them. I and mean, as you guys expect, and I expect too, it could be anything Every day will be different, and it's just. But it feels like after talking to Brian and, and talking with you, is you guys have the right mentality, which is like we'll adjust. Yeah, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. It it feels like that's probably how you have to be on a trip like this. You know. Right. Well, we I we don't have the expectation that we're all going to go live on this forty five foot boat and be best friends for the next right. two years. Yeah. With we perfect waves yeah. and blue skies yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just gonna yeah. dive every day and yeah. surf every it's be great. day. Yeah. And, 
<laughs> so we, we know that's not the case, and we would love for that to be the case, but we know we're going to go to places where we hope there's going to be waves and it's going yeah. to be flat yep. and we're going to want to dive and the conditions won't allow for that's it. Right. So it's it's really just being open-minded yeah. and being able to adjust, right. which I'm grateful Brian's really good at that. I would say I'm less good at that yeah. than he is. Right. I'm a little bit more structured. Right. So right. that in and of itself is going to take some getting used to for me is that just yeah. like letting go and letting things happen. Right. But what's so cool too is... Yeah, there'll be those days when you expect, you want to go dive, but it's murky. You want to go surf, but there's no waves or it's blown out. But then you know also that there will be those, those the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. So that epic day when you wake up and you look out and there's this perfect wave or amazing fish or like those, those moments that you're picturing, I yeah. think, in your mind of what Fiji, what awaits you out there yeah. potentially. And I think know. it's helpful too that, we're not on a two-week vacation. Yeah. So if we show up someplace and it's not what we expect it to be, we can wait it out. Yeah. We don't have anywhere to be for the next couple of years. Yep. And that that's a pretty cool thing to yeah. just be able to move on to the next place if we don't like it or to wait for the conditions to that's improve. Right. So I think that is going to be really helpful for us, just oh, knowing man. that we can that's just... Right take it in and relax yeah. and, and not have any pressure to be in any one place or right. we don't have to leave the next day. So it's oh, okay. That's amazing. Yeah. So you yourself, do you have any special um, locations in out there near Fiji or anywhere in the South Pacific that you hope you guys get to like a certain Island or a certain spot? Um, I don't really have a, any certain places. I'm hope yeah. I, I hope we can get East to Tonga and mm. Samoa. Um, it's against the trade winds. And so we're hoping that we can get back there comfortably. Uh, a lot of people go the other direction right? and sail with the trade winds, um, towards the West. So we're hopeful that we can find a weather window and get back. Cause we've heard a lot of great things about right. Tonga and Samoa. Yeah. Um, and then I'm really looking forward to getting down into the Lao group of Fiji, which is in the Southeast. I hear it's really beautiful and remote and um, there's not a lot of people out there. Yeah, wow. So that sounds really great. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to dive in the Solomon Islands. It's oh, one of those places that I've yeah. just seen in magazines my right. whole diving life. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to surf in Indo. I think that's going to be fun. Right. Uh, there's so many places yeah, for totally different reasons. Keep going so and going I could, and going. I could. There's so many places uh, that I'm yeah. excited to get to. Yeah. So, but... So take a minute, give me like a background on you yourself and your, all the things you do in the ocean. Like, are you, where are you from originally and sort of oh, sure. all the stuff, ocean stuff you've been up, you've been sure. doing. So I grew up in Southern California in San Diego Okay. and, um, I just grew up with a beach life. Yep. My, my mom just made sure that we were yeah. always near the ocean. Mm -hmm. And so, um, let's see, we did a bunch of boogie boarding and, a little bit of surfing when I was younger. I was on the swim team at a mm -hmm. really young age, so I did a lot of swimming. And right after high school, I moved to the East Coast of Florida, and I lived there for two years and started diving. So I mm -hmm. got my dive certification when I was 18. And my parents have a house in Florida <clears throat> with a boat in the backyard and oh, a dock cool. that goes right out to the ocean oh. and just have some phenomenal diving. So I started diving and then lobster fishing yeah. when we were diving in Florida, and and I just loved it. I love being underwater. Yep. I love being in the water. Um, I do a lot of open water swimming, 
So I really like cool. um, big rough water swims. Yeah. You know, in the two to three to five mile range. Nice. And wow. <clears throat> so I do a lot of that now. Um, I, I didn't really start surfing in earnest until I lived in Humboldt, of all places. Mm -hmm. yeah. I had really good opportunities in San Diego and Florida, yeah. but it just never hooked me. And right. then I lived in Humboldt when I was going to college, and that's when I bought my first surfboard and yeah. my first wetsuit and started riding waves. And that was interesting because it was just cold and big yeah. and heavy. Not Florida, yeah. Yeah, not. it's not really conducive to learning. Yeah. And, um, and then when I was living up in Humboldt, I met a bunch of divers and then I started doing a lot more free diving. Mm. So that's really where free diving came into my life. We started doing a lot of ab diving yeah. and, um, just getting down into the kelp, which I just absolutely love. Yeah. And, um, and then let's see, then yeah. I, I just, you know, I really do anything in the water. Yeah. Yeah. So Sounds I, like it. I scuba dive and, and yep. I really like to spearfish a lot. So, so basically yeah. South Pacific is like, and I'm the same way as like your yeah. Shangri-La, you're like your Disneyland. It's all there for you. The waves, the water, the fish, the diving, the, you name it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It really has everything. And, and I just, if I could just get in the water every day yeah. and do something, I really, I know. it's just, life it's, is good. If you can do it's, that. <laughs> it's good no matter what. And, yeah. and it's totally my playground. I yep. mean, if the waves are good, we like to go surf and yeah. if it's not good, I like to get in the water and swim. Yep. Usually I haven't done a whole lot of, um, free diving and spear fishing on this coast, Yeah, you know, here in Santa Cruz, yep. but yep. yeah, that's, what's going to be. And I think, uh, I, when I spoke with, uh, Sarah Rice from Catalpa and her family out there, I don't know if I asked this question. I thought I did, but it's going to be an interesting, um, decision or time for you guys when you're going to wake up one day, probably many days, and be like, uh -huh. we can go surf. Uh, geez, the diving's epic too. Oh, wait, there's fish, you know, where you're <laughs> like, you can't decide what you want to go do because uh -huh. it's all right there, you know, like, yeah, th those days are going to be special when they happen. That's <laughs> going to be epic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So epic. I, I think, I think our primary would be to go surf. Yeah. And got then it. I think once we got tired, then right. maybe we'd go do some fishing or <laughs> some spear fishing. Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be hard to get Brian out of the surf if it's good. So yeah. Yeah. So now what are you yourself looking forward to like most from this, maybe like personally, but also like with the family or is there certain, something you expect or something you really are looking forward to from this trip? I mean, ocean aside, you know, yeah. we all know that you want to yeah, be in the yeah. water for sure, but is there something else that you like really look forward to? Well, I'm really, ex I'm really looking forward to just taking a break from the hustle and bustle of mm. my job and just really being able to focus my time and energy on my kids. Yeah. I mean, really being able to take the time as a family and introduce them to the things that I was introduced to at a young age yeah. that really sparked my passion for being in the water. Right. And and take those things and really foster that love of the ocean hmm. for them. That's cool. Um, there, there's just nothing in my, for me. There's nothing better than trading waves with Malia or, yeah. um, you know, Isla's still young, but taking her into the water and and diving with her is is just amazing. Yeah. And just to be able to spend the time with them, You're right? And really show them what's out there and really what's important. Yeah. Um, so around the water and my girls for sure, and just being able to expose them to different cultures and different ways yeah, of life. Right. We're so blessed here in Santa Cruz and 
we have created this really wonderful life for ourselves, but our kids are pretty yep. gifted. Yep. And so I think it's important for them to have a little bit of perspective yeah. of different people and different cultures and different places. And yeah. I think it'll just help them grow a lot as individuals. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And I think that a trip like what you're doing, the kids, A, there's going to be some really challenging times for them, for all of you. Yeah. And they're going to get, you're going to get through it. They'll be more resilient, I think. You know, as a result, they'll be able to yeah, <laughs> figure things out. They're going to, A, love the water and see things that most everybody else in the world doesn't get to see. <clears throat> but also that part of like expanding their, just they'll see other cultures, they'll see other ways of life. And that's one thing right. I'm so a huge fan of taking kids traveling. We've been to Europe and quite a few other places. It's not a vacation. It's like I, I like to do it because I want our kids to see like how other people live. Right. But what their lives are like. Yeah. You know, and so what you, where you guys will be is going to be so cool because a there's a different kind of religious area there than what we where we are here. That's That'll true. be cool to see. Yeah, and it's a different way of life. It's much more basic. You know, it's not California hustle, and you can just go to the store and get whatever you want in two uh -huh. seconds. You know, so their their knowledge they're they're going to see so much more of the world. You yeah, know? it'll be good. It'll, it'll be good, be good for good. them to live with less and yeah. learn to be comfortable with less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. So. Final then part is we're going to listen to this. We're going to get you guys back on in like, let's say six, eight months or something. Okay. What, what do you want to, well, maybe, it, uh, what will you tell yourself? <laughs> what will you tell, what do you want to tell yourself in, in six months from now? You know what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense? Well, like, what do I want to tell my future self? Yeah, maybe it should be the other way around. Yeah, <laughs> I, wish I, knew, I wish I knew back. what my six month from yeah, self would that's tell the, I'll ask that today's question self. That. Yeah, right. Um, I, that's a really good question. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I have the answer for that. Yeah, it's probably not just, even a good I question. I can, <laughs> yeah, I hope I can just let go of being so structured and, and really just, yeah. I'm hoping to be able to ease into it and... Um, just enjoy the time off that we have. Right. I think it's going to go by so quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, always, we're planning yeah. for two years. We can probably pull off three. Yeah. And um, so I just, I just hope I'm able to be really present yes. and enjoy the time that yeah. we have when we have it and not get caught up with all the little things and really just be able to focus on where we are and what we're doing and, yep. and spend my time with the girls and yeah. really watch them grow. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Just so be mindful hopefully of Hopefully that. that's my answer in yeah. six or eight months from now that, that I'm saying, Oh, yeah. that's what I've Great. been doing. Okay, cool. That's a better <laughs> way to say it. What's your goal for that? Okay. Well, Robin, thank you so much. This has been really cool. I'm like, my mind's spinning because this, what you guys are doing is it's, I admire you so much because I can't imagine how much planning and prep and just perseverance and faith and trust and everything that you know that you has gone into this trip so good luck yeah thanks we'll get you back <laughs> on and then we're going to hear the six months from now robin and okay. brian okay <laughs> and see how it's going sounds good all right yeah, thank I'm you so much for sure cool Hey 
Hey there. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. We really appreciate all the support. Uh, if you like what you heard, uh, please, you know, uh, hype us up on social media. Always appreciate, you know, spreading the word. Uh, give us a nice little rating on the, uh, your podcast app and uh, just keep tuning in. If you're interested in being on the show and sharing some of your life stories, uh, hit me up, Josh at thisoceanlife.tv. You can PM me on uh, Facebook or Instagram. Anyway, thanks again for being here and uh, have a great day.